0: Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing opportunities. Your host, Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast.
1: Welcome to Voice Power, Season 2, Episode 7 as promised in episode six my interview with new zealand author of beyond burnout and creator of the leaders map online leadership program for emerging leaders and keynote speaker susie mcalpine is a leadership coach specializing in leadership development including executive coaching leadership programs for CEOs and executive leadership teams and organizations all over New Zealand her award-winning blog the leaders digest is in the Center for management and organization effectiveness top 100 socially shared leadership blogs her blog is HubWorks Global Top 25 Leadership and Management Blogs. Susie is a feature in the Sunday Star Times, One News, The Sunday Program, Radio New Zealand, The New Zealand Herald, and Inc. Magazine. Grateful for Susie's contribution to episodes 3 and 6 Burnout to a Balanced Life. Susie is my 14th guest amongst a variety of diverse interviews, radio personalities, prison chaplain, businessman, and comedian, and many more. My very first international guest, Susie McAlpine from Nelson, New Zealand. Welcome, Susie. Happy International Women's Day.
0: Hi, Earl, and what a great way to uh, begin our conversation.
1: How is life in Nelson? I understand it's the sunniest city in New Zealand.
0: Arguably, yes. I think we may have been knocked off this year, but uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking out the window and the skies are blue and the birds are singing. And so all is good in the world uh, here in Nelson, at least in this moment.
1: Now at Voice Power, we discover how our voice creates positive experiences. You specialize in coaching leaders. Let's dive in and find out how. Why did you write Beyond Burnout?
0: Well, my role as a leadership coach has given me a front row seat to a lot of burnt out leaders and senior executives over the years. But I started to see a real increase in burnout, uh, not only in terms of the people that I was coaching, uh, but also in terms of the articles and research that was coming out uh, across the world. And this was before COVID hit. I looked into burnout a little bit more. I noticed that the the internet was awash with articles uh, about burnout for the person who was burnt out, what to do to avoid it. Uh, what to do to recover from burnout. But it was all targeted towards the individual. And this kind of annoyed me a little bit at first, and I wasn't sure why. But the more I looked into the causes of burnout, uh, and burnout more specifically, the more I realised that we're treating burnout as an individual problem instead of an organisational problem. And that's a bit like treating the sick fish when it's the water that's contaminated. And so what I wanted to do was to bring a leadership lens uh, to burnout. It's the book is absolutely relevant for individuals. uh, And also, I wanted to shine a light on how important leadership practices, the ecosystem, and the culture of an organization is when it comes to addressing burnout. And of course, I've experienced burnout myself. So it was a felt experience, and I felt like I could talk uh, to the subject from that lens as well.
1: Yeah, you just segued right into my next question because I understand, well, in the red flag of burnout, reduced personal accomplishment. I recall your statement of being quicksand and you didn't have the resources to do what was required. How did you get out of the quicksand and back to more fulfillment?
0: Great question. I was really lucky, Earl. I had uh, a very uh, skilled and compassionate uh, direct manager. And although neither uh, him or I knew much about burnout at that time, what we did do was co-create some solutions that if that was useful for the organization. Uh, I think one of the first things that I did that started to lead to my recovery from burnout was not dig deeper soldier on, work harder and try and do it all on my own. The moment that I had the courage to be vulnerable and to share with my boss that I was overwhelmed uh, and also with my loved ones, that was the time when I was able to do some really practical things to recover. One of those things was to really look at some of the root causes of my burnout. And then also, you know, I think that in so many Uh, ways we glorify stress, we worship work, and we demonize rest. And uh, so I was able to start to put some boundaries in place, um, but also really look at some of the things that we could do to address some of the isolation that I was feeling and the lack of control that I was feeling in my my role.
1: I also wonder, when when people communicate, how does body language indicate someone is going through or close to burnout?
0: Well, I think it's a tricky thing to identify if somebody is um, experiencing burnout. So if you are a leader, I think you need to um, hold lightly your assumptions that somebody is experiencing burnout. What we do know is that there are three red flags or symptoms of going uh, after considerable research by arguably the world's leading experts on burnout, Christina Maslach and Michael Leiter. First one is chronic exhaustion. So we're not talking about uh, feeling tired or exhausted after a really intense period of work but then we take a break we have a holiday and we refill our tank. Burnout level exhaustion is when it's chronic it's when you feel exhausted most of the time or all of the time it's when that holiday doesn't do its job you come back after that holiday or that rest and you're just as exhausted The second red flag of or symptom of burnout is increased cynicism or depersonalization. So this is when things that didn't used to get under your skin suddenly do. You have this increased uh, sense of frustration. uh, You feel disillusioned. And you start to withdraw from things that you normally leaned into. Um, and then the third one, which we've already talked about, is a sense of reduced professional efficacy. Somebody I interviewed for the book said it's a bit like running a marathon in molasses. And I think that really talks to that reduced sense of professional efficacy. So I think sometimes if you if you overlay those three symptoms, and you think what are some of the body language? I think it's a lot around uh really paying attention to some of those um words or phrases that maybe uh people may be saying, you know, I'm exhausted all the time. If you start to see increased cynicism.
1: Now, what is burnout costing people in their businesses and personal life?
0: Well, burnout's on the rise, and that was before COVID hit. So I don't think we can blame COVID for all our burnout woes, but what the research shows us is that um, if we just take an organisational lens, burnout has been proven to reduce engagement, it can heighten employee turnover, it has costs in productivity absenteeism and presenteeism. In fact, it's costing the world billions of dollars each year in terms of the cost. So there are significant costs to the organization. But there are also really horrendous costs to people who are experiencing it. So uh, what we know is that it has cognitive, mental, and emotional impacts. It can affect uh, people physically. Uh, It can cause things like headaches. Um, a lack of sleep, uh, increased anxiety. Um, But it can also mean that we uh, have reduced cognitive functioning. So things that we could normally do quite easily take Herculean effort. And so um, I think it's really important that we not just look at the individual costs, but also those that are affecting the organization. Um, You know, they're pretty significant.
1: Yes, they are. And I'm glad you're here to help us out. Now, right now, someone who is listening is going through burnout or thinks they could be. What would you say so that they can recharge and get their mojo back?
0: Well, I think one of the first things I would say is to practice compassion. One of the biggest myths that I have come across in researching uh, burnout, and I have to say I experienced this uh, myth myself, is that. If you experience burnout, you are somehow mentally weak uh, or you're just not tough enough. You know, there's that thing, just take a teaspoon of cement and toughen up. What we do know is that uh, some of the most engaged, passionate and highest performing people in our organizations are most at risk of uh, experiencing burnout. So practice self-compassion. Um stop the self-blame, because what we do know from the six causes of burnout is that organisational levers play the biggest role in, in as to whether someone experiences burnout. I would go and visit a, a trained medical professional, your, your GP, um, or somebody who can really look a little bit deeper if you are experiencing some of those symptoms, because it could be burnout, but it may be something else. The other thing that I would say is identify what's within your circle of control in this uh, instance there may be some things that are way beyond your control that you have no influence over that may be affecting that. And whilst that may cause anxiety, really look at what's within my circle of control in this instance. And, um, you know, what are some of those things that I can identify the root causes of my book, uh, of my burnout. And in my book, I do go into some of the six causes. So I would say, get curious about, Which of those six causes of burnout may be at play? And then I would say make rest a priority. You know, ditch the kind of interesting should do's. You know, ask yourself, um, what can I ditch, delay or delegate if you're in in that position? Uh, Make a to-don't list um, (laughs) as opposed to a to-do list. And the other thing I would say is uh, don't make any snap decisions when people are burnt out, whether you have um, when you're in that space, you're probably not in the best position to make some big life changing Uh, circumstances. You may not need to leave your organisation. You may not need to leave your profession. Um, Wait until you've refilled your tank as much as possible. Uh, And the other thing I would say is as much as possible work with uh, either your direct manager or somebody in HR, uh, somebody within your organisation, a mentor to help you find uh, and co-create some solutions that work well. Everybody's experience is different and everybody's uh, circumstances are different. So I don't want to be too prescriptive, but those are some of the points that I would start with.
1: Now, I wonder what's been the response to your book, Beyond Burnout?
0: Well, it's become a bestseller here in New Zealand. Uh, It reached the top 10 uh, nonfiction book sales. And the Globe and Mail in Canada um, named it as one of the top 20 business books of 2021. So it has um, it has probably been far more successful than I ever thought um, it would be. Part of me, of course, is extremely pleased about that uh, because I think it is reaching more people and we can do something about it. But there's also a small part of me, Earl, that's a bit sad about that. I think it speaks to the fact that burnout is growing. In fact, the World Health Organization has predicted it will become a global pandemic in the next 10 years, unless we do something about it. So I think it it speaks to the fact that um, there are many, many people who are burning out and who are burnt out, which, um, you know, we need to change that.
1: It's quite a chore to write a book and do what, you do in your leadership and and in your business how did you uh time manage to be able to fit in writing a book on burnout
0: <laughs> well if you ask my husband he'd probably say not very well uh I think that my fano, which is um the Maori term for family here in New Zealand um probably were pretty relieved when I handed in my manuscript to my publisher's penguin random house there were some really good tips and I had a wonderful book writing coach Wally Bock who is uh, American he's in the states and he gave me some really good tips things like um, set aside some time each week to write the book and if you are not writing the book, you're not doing anything else. So I would put an out of office uh, in my email, uh, I would switch off everything. And each uh, on a Tuesday and a Thursday morning, uh, I would sit down at my computer and I couldn't do anything else except tap it out. Um, And those sort of rhythms really helped me to uh, carve out the time to do this important but not urgent work. And I think It really talks to the importance in our lives um, to carve out thinking time. Cal Newport wrote the book, Deep Work, and there are some really good tips in there that I also applied to writing the book. Um, The thing about a book is, you know, nobody's going to tell you if, you know, you have to do it, Uh, but it has been one of the most impactful and important things I've done in my professional life.
1: Now, what is the best way for people to engage with your book and get the best results?
0: Apart from buying it and reading it, I think what I've been told by people who have bought and read the book is that it's full of practical tips and tools. And that was really intentional on my behalf. I think it's not enough to say, here's burnout, here are some things about it. I really wanted to uh, answer the question, well, so what and what can I do about it? So what I would say is treat it like a reference book. You can dip in and dip out of it. Uh, And this one's especially important for leaders leaders, um, who may pick up the book. There are lots of really good leadership and team uh, ideas on uh, how you can apply some of the strategies to reduce burnout. And some of these aren't really big things. For example, um, what we do know is that if people can work from their strengths, the research shows that uh, burnout redu- reduces. People will feel that uh, they if they are valued, by their direct manager in the organisation, that also reduces burnout. So something as simple as practising gratitude at work, um, being specific and giving people positive feedback and letting them know that their work matters and is valued, these are really small things that we can do to reduce burnout. So I would say uh, you don't have to read it cover to cover, you can dip in and dip out um, and really look at some of those practical tools you can apply.
1: Is it possible to fully recover from burnout or will there, some, will there be some back lag or can you fully recover?
0: I love this question and I get asked it a lot in speaking engagements and webinars. So I want to give people hope. Lots of people recover from burnout and you absolutely can recover from burnout. In fact, I interviewed a lot of people for the book who had experienced burnout and had come out the other side, recovered, and had actually built their resilience and become better leaders and executives uh, in their world. I recovered from burnout. And actually, these days, I have put some of uh, some really good practical uh, approaches into my work life so that I don't get back to that place. How long it takes really depends on how burnt out you are. Uh, I think the sooner we can catch burnout when it's in the earlier stages, as opposed to when we're completely burnt toast, um, the quicker the recovery will be. So I've seen a huge range of times it takes to recover, anything from a couple of months um, through to uh, more significant burnout taking a year or more. Um, But I think... um, Absolutely. If you are experiencing burnout, you know, there is hope uh, and you absolutely can recover and actually become stronger and more resilient as a result And, and more compassionate because now you know what it feels like.
1: Do you have an offer for my voice power listeners? Something very special that we talked about before we went to the interview?
0: I do. Earl. So the first person to email me uh, and that's Susie at uh will receive um, a free signed copy of my book, uh, which I will post to them. And I'm sure Earl, you'll give them all the details about what they need to do to uh, receive that book. But I would love to send a signed copy uh, of my book to that first person.
1: Yes, I will put it in the show notes. This has been very enlightening very engaging. I'm glad we've had you here, Susie, because you obviously are an expert in the field because you have gone through burnout yourself and you've come out stronger and better. So thank you for sharing your very helpful thoughts today.
0: It's been my pleasure, El. Thank you so much. It's been my honour um, to have this conversation with you.
1: Thanks for tuning into Voice Power
0: and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we look forward to you joining us next time.